the Blue Shine Out Award podcast coming away, episode 405. Cease me here and the Rigster. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? All right. So, guys, we have five really fun topics. A couple of these, um, you know, we've never even talked about before. And a couple of them are right up your alley, Rick. So really, really exciting podcast. We're going to talk about fertility. We're going to talk about pro-hormones. We're going to talk about esters of steroids. We're going to talk about all kinds of cool stuff. But the first one we're going to talk about is up your alley, Rick. What do I do if I'm running a 12-week cycle and halfway through, I have to travel or I have to stop my cycle. Maybe I have, I have to do an emergency surgery for something. Something happens where you have to stop your cycle. So this is up your alley because you're always, you know, um, traveling and stuff. So have you ever been in this situation where you've been halfway through a cycle and you had to stop? Oh, yeah. It's happened a bunch of times uh, throughout the years. A lot of times. Uh, it's just what it is. Uh Recently, I had a uh, infection at a root of one of my molars, and that that tooth already had a root canal. But years later, decided to get infected at the root. They had to cut open the the gums, go right through the bone, and drill drill straight through the bone to the to the very tip of the root of that of that of that tooth, and remove the infected tissue and repack it. I mean. Right, right in the middle of me uh, doing a, a little run of, of juice, which is going to be my sort of comeback. But it happens. What you have to do is you just go straight into PCT right on the spot. You stop, cut, stop taking your your steroids and go straight into PCT. I went right into my herbals um, right away and just stop taking, stop taking the steroids, stop taking the juice. Obviously, with the operation and and everything, I had to take antibiotics and had to, uh, the antibiotics then not cause you to, to break your fasting grind because you have to take them throughout the day. I had to take a, a tablet every six hours. They're kind of strong on your stomach if you don't have some food with it. So fasting grind right out of the window. Just had to go straight into PCT, man. Stop injecting. Especially I was going to go into an operation and tissue in my mouth. Um, definitely some steroids can, can irritate the skin, like trembolone, for example, uh, can irritate or where, where the skin should be healing. So just stop it into PCT and HC generate ES on the spot, you know, HC generate ES, uh, go to hcgenerate.com. You want the, the extra strength version, just hit that instead. And, um, Throughout the years, whenever I've had to come off cycle and like the time I got hit by a car, cracked my forehead open, just stopped the cycle, got on AC Generate ES while I'm healing. I felt as though, especially for open cuts and wounds like that, I don't think the steroids are doing much in the way of helping with, with actual cuts. And I think some of the stronger stuff, again, trambolone, maybe some of the methyl stuff can maybe irritate the skin more, I felt like. But the herbals, like HC Generate ES, I think it's just the total opposite. I think you're in a better healing mode. So um, those have been like the kind of reasons that I've stopped. I've had sudden travel. That's happened also. And when I have sudden travel that I can like plan it a little bit, I'll inject long ester stuff right before even the day off the travel. And then... Once I get to where I'm going, I make sure to get my PCT together and just jump right into PCT. Or sometimes travel um, takes me to a place that's steroid friendly. And so I can go to a pharmacy, pharmacy, whatever it's called in that that place and just get the get what I need. But yeah, the best thing is just go straight to PCT. Don't, don't quit cold turkey and don't try to travel with this stuff. Or if it's, you know, if it's a health issue, don't try to like, shoot steroids while you're taking antibiotics for like, you know, an infection that's really, you know, like in my case, I'm going to have to go under the knife and, and, and have my skull drilled. Probably not. not just, just get off the fucking steroids. And, and, and look, it, it 
delayed things. I couldn't, I couldn't go and train because the, the tissue is healing and raising my blood pressure on, a, on, tissue, on, on tissue that's healing like that. It, not, not the best idea. So you just, and I had to eat from morning till night. So you just break your grind until you get better. Then now I'm feeling good. I, I got a, a clear from the doc. I've been back on my grind the last couple of weeks, just back. You know, that's how it goes, man. So, I mean, in this situation too, you know, it depends what you're running. If you're running long esters, you got to stop your cycle for a week, week and a half, two weeks. You can actually just inject and then after the crisis is over, start, you know, injecting again and you won't miss a beat because those esters are still in your system. So that's something to consider too. If something happens where you have to travel at the last minute or something like that. But I mean, if you're not going to be able to focus hundred percent on your cycle, then it's not in your best interest to continue it. It's better just to come off and call it, call it a day and just move on, you know, because you got to be able to focus hundred percent on your cycle. The best, the best cycles that you're going to run ever are going to be cycles where you can focus in on your training. You have a work schedule and then you have an hour a day to focus on your training. Your set schedule. Sometimes you may work in the morning, work out in the morning. Sometimes you work out before work, sometimes after work, whatever. But that's going to be when you have the rest results. When you got things going on and you got stresses and all this other crap, you're not going to be able to do that on your cycle. So you want to dedicate that window that three-month window or 10-week window where you can just focus on your steroid cycle without any interruptions, without any stresses, et cetera. And that's when you're going to get the best results. So that's what I would tell you guys in this situation. So make sure you have everything in order. And some people, you know, Rick, I don't know if you're, you're like that. I, you're definitely worse than me because I have a pretty – stable life and you seem to be like all over the place but you know with me you know i keep a stable life if there's something that comes up i try to nip it in the bud you know anything that comes up i try to nip it in the bud right away so i can get back on track because if anything throws me off track and it affects my training there's a problem and that's why you know i don't have kids you know i don't you know i don't get obligations i don't own rental properties that I rent out anymore. These are things that I've avoided because I don't want those types of responsibilities because I don't want it to get in the way of my training. I don't want it to get in my way of my work. So I want to focus in on it. So if you've got a lot of responsibilities and you're having a hard time keeping up with things, it's probably better that you don't run steroids, you know, because something could come up and it's going to ruin your cycle. You could, you could be like, okay, I'm going tomorrow morning, 5 a.m. to go work out. And your wife wakes you up at 2 a.m. in the morning. Oh, little Timmy has a fever. You've got to take him to the doctor in the morning. Well, now you just, you know, you just ruin your workout. You know, so, I mean, these are, these are life obligations that you have to overcome if you want to take your fitness level to the next, if you want to take your fitness level to the next level. And uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger talks about this. In his, in a lot of the things he said over the years, in that he would never let any outside influence affect his workouts. Even to the point where his father passed away in Europe and he was getting ready for a competition. And he said, You know what? I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I'm focused in on this. Don't call me and tell me my father died in Europe. I don't want, I'm, I don't want to deal with that outside stress. So it sounds really horrible, but if you want to be a champion and you want to take things to the next level, you have to put your training first. You have to put it first and nothing can stand in your way. And that's why I've had to make sacrifices in my life, economic sacrifices, financial sacrifices, family sacrifices, friendship sacrifices, because if it's going to get in the way of my training, then we're going to have a problem. So I want to, I like to focus in on, those have been my best cycles when I've been able to laser focus in on my cycles. And at the end of the day, look, most of us don't have trust funds. If you have a trust fund, good for you. 
you can just focus in on your training 100% and just spend the next 12 weeks training, eating, and fucking, all right? But for the rest of us who actually have to work for a living, sometimes shit gets in our way. So the trick is, is to don't stress yourself out and don't overload your life with responsibilities. This way, you can dedicate that one hour a day to your training. There's 24 hours in the day. All you got to do is dedicate one hour a day to your training. Just one hour. So that's, that's the secret to this. That's the secret to being successful in this. All right, Rick, you want to add anything else to that? Or? Yeah, it's, it's, it's gotten so much harder um, for um, guys like me, for example, where I have the kids, I have the business. I got people like me have overloaded themselves with responsibility. But the kids don't live it's with you, though. so much harder. What was your that? Kids don't live, your kids don't live with you, though. Oh, they have. They also have emergencies. They call me when they need something. I have to spend time uh, on the phone. I have to uh, pick them up, drop them off, um, especially uh, during the week when they even when my kids were doing uh, going to school on their computer on the laptop. He spent all the time with me. So even just even having the kids and they're not with you, um, you still got to check up on them every single day. You know, you still got to talk to them. You have domestic uh, responsibilities they, now. Uh, well, they, they have they have a, a cell phone with with uh, WhatsApp and with Skype and they just, they just ring you out of the blue when they need something, <laughs> you know, it's, you know, it's, even if they're not, even if they're not next to you every day, um, you still got to worry about them. Think about them. Got business, got to kind of the man of the house helping, uh, helping out my mom, my sister to live right, right nearby, right next door. So I, I, I know what you're saying, man. And let me tell you something, ever since the gym stopped being 24 hours, I've missed more workouts ever since they closed the fucking gym at 11 p.m. And they don't open it until uh, 5.30 a.m. A lot of times I went to the gym at midnight. It's one of my favorite times to go to the gym. Was, uh, there was, it, was uh, 11, it, was, it was midnight. Oh, midnight, 1 a.m. I would just, I'll be, no, nobody would be there. Me, maybe me and two, three other guys for the whole gym. Just move right through the equipment. I love it. I don't, I don't, I go into the gym where there's a bunch of people there. I really don't don't enjoy it as much uh, as when I just have the gym for my, to myself and I work out right right before bed. I'd be done with my workout 1.30 a.m., sometimes 2 a.m., come home, sleep until 8 a.m. and fucking, you know, get, get on with my day. It was great. Now, yeah, that, that's really put a, put a hurting. That reminds me of the story. That reminds me of the story of 24-hour gym. The guy went and did bench pressing on the Smith machine. And they found him the next day dead. He the smith the bar had gone on his neck and choked him to death, and there was no one there because he was working out by himself. Yeah, I'm I'm very, I'm very um when it comes to doing chest, I I don't I don't risk it. I don't I don't fucking do bench by myself uh, at the gym at that time. Right. I'll make sure to actually go in and make sure that that I'll pull guys out of their workout and ask them to spot me. Once in a while, I can't. I think last time I did bench as of this podcast. Um, I couldn't pull any anyone out of. There were people in the area, but not not near me. So I just want to get my fucking workout done. I just didn't go to failure on on, on that workout. When I used to when I used to train earlier, you got to be careful with that fucking. And let me tell you guys something. Anybody listening to me out there, listen to me. If you're working out at a gym doing bench and you don't have a spotter, do not put the fucking clips on the weights. Okay, if you if you're working out and you have no spotter and you you know like me you like working out at one two a.m. when this comes open again, do not ever put the fucking clips on the sides of the weights because if you get into trouble if you tip the weight one side the weights are gonna slide right off you tip the ball one side weights will slide right off and and it'll yank it away from you on the other end and you're fine. When you put those fucking clips on the outside of the weight like an idiot while you're in that gym bench pressing by yourself and you get in trouble, you are gonna die. <laughs> you go. You're going to fucking die, okay? So don't do that. That's just a little, little tip for everybody out there, a little trick for, for uh, you guys uh, working out by yourselves or at home even. When I used to work out in the mornings, there'd be a bunch of old farts in my gym, you know, and a couple skinny guys. So, I, I mean, I've been so much, Rick, I'd have to have like three of them spot me at the same time just to, you know, because the weight's so fucking heavy. One of them can't, can't spot me, you know what I'm saying? So um, I'm the, I'm the kind of... I'd rather stay up a little bit later than go to sleep early. So if I got something to do um, or if I have a, a something needs to get done, I'd rather just get it done tonight. That way I can I can sleep in peace and not like, okay, now I'm going to try to go to bed extra early with this shit on my mind. And it'll be the first thing I do when I wake up very, 
very rarely do I ever put myself through that unless I'm waiting for some, a third party and an entity to open. If it's on me, I'll just stay up later and get fucking pushed out. It's kind of been my, my personality. I know you like you're an early to bed, early to rise kind of guy. You, you like no, I'm normal. You're you're early. abnormal. I'm normal. <laughs> I'm, I have neighbors that are like 20 years old who's who are the same way. They're on your schedule. Once you get into your 40s, it's time to grow up and start waking up like five in the morning and go to bed like at eight or nine. That's what grown-ups do. You have domestic responsibilities, <laughs> right? You have domestic responsibilities. Of course, we'll that may, every, 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 you think that would have made it change my mind, right? What do you mean? Well, <laughs> well you live with a girl. Remember, you, you, remember, live with, you live with, you know, you remember that, uh, remember Mystic River? Remember so that's that scene with Sean Penn and Mystic River? I don't think I've guy, ever watched Mystic River. YouTube domestic responsibilities. He gets so pissed at his father in because his father is like, You have domestic responsibilities now. And the guy's like, Oh, you think that would have changed? You think that would have slipped my mind, huh, Cleo? He's like, he's like, you're talking about domestic fucking responsibility, because his uh, his daughter had gotten murdered, like the, the a couple of days before, and the guy's like telling him about domestic responsibility, like very being very insensitive. So he's like, domestic fucking responsibility. How do, have you not seen that movie, bro? Like, Sean Penn, Tim Robbins, Clint Eastwood directed it. It was like an Academy Award winning movie. Well, everybody should see every Sean Penn movie ever made. That 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 is true. I'm, missing that one. Oh, I know the one you Everybody like. The one uh Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Remember that one? That's another Sean Penn movie I need to watch. You haven't seen that? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the younger guys listening to this have no clue what I'm talking about. That movie came out like in 1981 or something. So the young guys, I was, uh, you know, the young guys have no clue what I'm fucking talking about. That's a classic. Yeah. All right, buddy. So I tortured you enough on the first time. Let's move on. I know you're <laughs> So next one, this is for you too. This is for you. This one's for you, Rick. I was thinking about you on this one. Speaking of children, domestic responsibilities. Says he's 35 years old on TRT, but now his new fiance wants a kid. So let me, let me give you guys some, an update on this, okay? Once you get older, you might not realize this in your 20s, but once you start getting into your mid-30s, late 30s, 40s, you start dating seriously, right? And you meet girls, guess what? They're gonna want kids. That's like the one thing that women want if they haven't had kids. If they have had kids, most of the time, they do not want more kids. But if they don't have kids, they're like pounding the table for kids. So if you get with a girl and you start dating and you guys get engaged and stuff, she's going to start wanting a kid, right? And after you get married, and if you can't give her a kid because you're not shooting bullets anymore, because when you take anabolic steroids and you go on TRT, okay, especially TRT because you're on TRT long term, if you be on TRT for two, three years, you're not going to be, you're going to be shooting blanks. So your fertility rate is going to drop, right? So luckily it only takes one sperm, but the chances of the sperm being motile is less and less, meaning you have weak sperm. So the chance of that sperm fertilizing the egg becomes less and less. And those are something that um, over the years I've written about. And herbals do help um, increase sperm motility. So you guys can look at the herbals. Rick's product into Generate ES is really good for fertility for that reason. But you must come off your TRT to get your body producing its own hormones and producing its own sperm again. Because the longer you stay on TRT, the less of a chance. So this is another uh, one of these topics that as men, we have to take more seriously because it's going to ruin relationships. I've seen marriages ruined over this because they try to have a kid, they try to have a kid, they try to have a kid and they can't. They can't have a kid because the guy has used steroids or he's on TRT and he's shooting blanks. And you know what the woman's going to do? She's going to go cheat on you with your, with your best friend who is shooting bullets and try to get pregnant that way. So that's what's going to end up happening. But in all seriousness, what she's going to end up doing is she's going to be divorcing your ass because she wants kids and you can't hook her up with it. And it's going to cause a tremendous, just, the, just the, the, the experience of that will cause a strain on your relationship that will be everlasting because you're going to tell her shit that you can't take back. And she's going to tell you shit that she can't take back. And you guys are going to be at each other's throats over this. And I've seen this destroy marriages and, and relationships. So at the end of the day, 
you know, you guys have to be careful. You guys in your 20s who think you're so smart and you want to go on TRT at 28, 30 years old, you're going to come to regret it when you get older because you're not going to be able to have kids. But I'll let you, I'll let you talk about this one at length, Rick, because you, you've been in this situation. Well, uh, PCT meds and herbals work. I mean, what else you want me to tell you? Just because you put yourself on TRT doesn't mean that your fertility shot. Just work with doc. Make sure you get, I mean, make sure you get those sperm tests. Make sure that you are lowering your dose. Make sure you're introducing HG Generate again, just like the first um, episode. Look, guys, I, we've got threads on the forums from guys coming back and saying, shit, I got my wife pregnant taking HG Generate. And I've been on TRT for years. We've had those reviews. These herbs were used to help men conceive children before there were any uh, fertility clinics to speak of, right? Men have been concerned with having children and getting their wives pregnant. Back in the day when you're, when having more children made you basically stronger because you'd have more people look after you when you were older, you'd make your tribe larger. Men have always wanted to have more kids. This is just, this is a new mind construct that we don't want to have any more children because they are, they're burdened on our perfect lives nowadays. But if you go back in time, you wanted to have children. Without children, when you got older, you'd have nobody to protect the village. You have nobody to take on the heavy loading, on the heavy lifting when you got older, if, if you didn't have enough children and those around you didn't have enough children. And, um, and so these herbs have been used for, I mean, decades, thousands of years by men across the world to solve the same very problem. So when you take HG Generate, HGenerate.com, and to generate now we call it. Um, when you take the product, you're, you know, it works, man. I've got look, man, I've got three kids. I've been taking steroids since I was a young, young man, late teens. And uh, three children. You know, the, the youngest one is nine years old, eight years old now. So um, you know, it's it's that, it's what it is, man. It, it's and I've been taking steroids, we're going on over 20 something years. So the herbs work. They've worked for me. You know, I'm, I'm proof of it. And I'm sure you guys uh, will agree too. What if the kids would have came out with, with uh, blonde hair and blue eyes? Would you, uh... you know, what's, you know, what you know, what's, you know, what's, what is funny. Um, I had three boys. Um, I know an older gentleman that I, that I helped with a bottle of AC generate. He had, a boy. Um, my father had a boy on HG Generate too. How fucked up is that? So I, I don't know if, I don't know if this is just, um, I don't know if there's all coincidence, but, but yeah, bro, uh, HG Generate, I mean, it's fucking worked for me. I'll tell you that. Even when I, even when I wasn't quite trying to get it to work when, you know, when I was a younger man and I had my, my second child, um, it just, it just did. I thought I was going to be sterile from steroids for, for a long time and started, we had just released the product and I started kind of introducing the whole formulation into my, into my program. And lo and behold, we got baby. It's just kind of what happens, man. All right, guys. So definitely guys, um, I'm not, you know, we've seen in studies that herbals help. We've also seen vitamin E, which is, I, which is in into generate, right? Rick vitamin E. Yes, is we got vitamin E yeah. and then to generate zinc. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And those zinc has been shown to boost testosterone levels. There it's actually essential to boost testosterone levels. And vitamin E has been shown to boost fertility. And then the other thing would be clomid. Clomid also has been shown in studies to boost fertility in men. We're talking about men here, not women. So ACG has not been shown in studies. <laughs> Clomid will make women ovulate too. Clomid will make women ovulate too. Really, really yeah. Really so I mean but for men, fertility drugs for men, you know, they do not exist, but they exist for women. But we've seen in studies, vitamin E, Clomid, and these herbals that Rick's talking about actually do help. ACG, which is pregnal, okay, which is a peptide, actually does not boost fertility in men. It does not boost fertility in men. It actually can hinder it. So those of you who, you know, want to take ACG, be careful, be careful, because 
what it does, what ACG does is it's, it will uh, mimic LH in the body and, and kind of manipulate your lytic cells into, into going, into firing off. But what happens is in the process, it's jumping over your pituitary glands to do that. And it's signaling your pituitary glands to become suppressed. So even though on paper you say, well, you know, it's, it's stimulating my lighting cells. In reality, it's actually hindering your fertility over the intermediate and long-term. So you're better off using the herbals, vitamin E and Clomid, and you must come off your, your steroid use and your TRT. As, as painful as that, that's going to be, you must do that because as long as you're taking that TRT, it's just like taking ACG, it's going to signal to your pituitary glands to stop producing hormones. And you must get that, you know, you must get that going. You must get your pituitary glands firing off. You must get your lighting cells firing off to give yourself the best chance. So though that's, that's, that's going to be the protocol that you would use if you were on TRT guys. But I wish Rick, you, you would just do a word about, um, about female psycho, psycholo, psychology when it comes to having children, because, you know, it's very, very important. I'm just like the younger guys don't get it, but you know, it's a huge, huge decision to hop on TRT at a young age because you're running the risk of never being able to get a girl pregnant. And it's a huge, huge risk. And uh, you have to, you know, when you get older, you're going to have to target women who already have kids or women who don't want kids. And that's not, you know, that's not good because flexibility is very important when you're dating. So, but a lot of the single women with no kids that you're going to meet who are in their late twenties and thirties, once you get older, like I said, they're going to want kids and they're going to ask you on a first date, do you want kids? And if you say, no, I can't, I, but if you tell them, Hey, I'm on TRT, I can't have kids. I have no sperm. You know what they're going to do? They're going to be like, Oh, I, I got to go because women, that's what women want. I'm telling you guys, that's what women want. Most women, they, they want kids and it's a ticking time bomb. Do you want to, do you want to talk about that for a minute or move on? Remember I told you the story. I, I was on like my, I think it was my third, third, maybe fourth, fourth ish date with uh, this girl here in NY and gorgeous girl too. She's uh 33 about to be. And, she drops it on me that she wants to have three kids and she'd like to start as soon as possible. You know? So, which is a good thing. She, she's being uh, honest about what she wants out of life early on, right? She's not wasting any time, but I sat to the bottom of my seat. I'm like, I already have three. And, um, and I know she was in a long relationship. I kind of, I've known her for a while. I know she was in a long relationship before her and I got to, got to hang out. And, I said to myself, you know, her ex got to enjoy her for years. No kids. They went to the beach. They went and did all kinds of fucking things. And she was younger. Now I'm up. <laughs> now I'm going to fall in line here, make three three babies and, and be all about. I just said, you know what? And that was the last date, bro. <laughs> that's the last time. <laughs> that's the last time I... I that's the last time our cell phone ran with my fucking name on it. Yeah, bro. It's um, a lot of, especially nowadays, women who go to school first and really focus on themselves and their career first, they find themselves in their early 30s, mid 30s, talking about, I want to have kids now. And a lot of times you might, you might be the guy dating the single 31, 32, 33 year old. And she, you know, she says she wants kids soon. So it just goes with the territory. Just if you don't want kids, just find one that doesn't want any children or just get the vasectomy early on and just, just get it. Say, fuck it. Free some of your sperm maybe, but just get it and don't, don't risk it. You know, that, that's, that's it. If you're dating women, seriously, not just, you know, trying to hook up, you didn't meet them on, um, a dating app for hookups or anything, but I'm talking about legitimately going on a date. You know, the, the worst things you can tell a woman is I can't have kids. Number one. And number two, I'm not looking for anything serious because right away she's going to think this guy just wants me for sex. So, I mean, those are the worst things you can do guys. So if you're serious, some you know, women, some women are, are cool with that. 
if you cool. just if you're just honest about it, we're cool just hanging out for sex. If you're just up front. No, no, no. I'm talking about if you're going on a serious thing. I'm not talking about a hookup day. I'm not talking. Oh, about like okay, yeah. But if you go into like if you go to like eHarmony or find my match or something. Yeah, and, that's what I said, right? Like I said a serious. I guess, I guess you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Right. But if you. But I mean, it goes. It goes. It goes without saying that if you're on fucking eHarmony, you're trying to get married, not just trying to have sex. Otherwise, you'd be an adult friend finder. Yeah. Those are there are certain dating sites. <laughs> There are certain dating sites that are hookup sites, and certain dating sites that are legitimate. Like I'm have a to picture with with your dog or with a or with an animal. I've heard that uh, that works out really, really well for uh, dating profiles. Even if you don't it's have profiles, one, so have a picture. You should have a picture with your with your cat. We don't have leash. a pet. You so. should. How about I go to Florida? You let me borrow your cat on the leash, and I'll take it. I'll. I'll Make a climb like we'll make a climb like a palm tree. And I'll stand next to it, hold it the leash. That'd be a good you can hold it. I, well, you can put I it up next to you. And all the pussy. I get all the pussy. I put a picture. Well, up. I mean, the problem is they could be allergic to the cats. I didn't a girl one time. She was allergic. Oh shit! Okay, that sucks. That, so yeah, then that you sucks. you know, but uh, yeah, but usually yeah, it helps because it, it makes them think you know, hey, you're you're an animal lover, and that's good. That's a good thing. You know, yeah, that's a good thing. On both ends, like, I wouldn't date a girl who's an animal lover either. So. Yeah, mobster, uh, Nelson, Dylan, we all have cats, bro. You're the only one, so you need to get a cat to catch up to us. I got kids. I don't need cats, man. (laughs) (laughs) They're gonna be growing up before you know it, bro. They're gonna be growing up, and then if if they grow, if they grow up, and and you know, and they're and they're, then maybe I'll I'll, I'll, then maybe I'll consider having an animal. But I mean, I, I did that when I was a young man. That that's yeah. I did that when I was a young man. I'm, I'm good on that, bro. I'm, I'm good on that. You don't want any more responsibility. I huh? am good on the pets, man. I'm good on these pets. You know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm happy people that have them. I, I'll I'll you know play with other people's pets when they're around. Um, but I mean, I, I got a couple of buddies that have uh, nice strong um, pit bulls, terriers, and that and that breeding. Fuck, I'll grab the rope and I'll play with the pit bull for an hour. Be yeah. like a cardio workout. I'll get it. I'll get it to bite on it. And I'll, I'll lift. I'll lift them up and swing them around. They love that shit. Like I'll, I'll do. I'll play with someone's dog for an hour if the dog is cool. But, but that's it. But then you keep, you keep your dog. I'll go home. You, you, I'm good on that. I'm not. What's the, what's the number one pet in New York City? I wouldn't fucking know. I don't know, man. Yes. I have no idea. I couldn't. Just cats. Take a guess. Cats. No. Cats. No. Uh. I don't fucking know. Pigeons. No ferrets. Ferrets. I was yeah. about to say that. You know why? Because a lot That's of because cool- a lot of the buildings don't allow dogs or cats. So, but they allow ferrets in New York City. That's that's what I read. Yep. Ferrets. That that whole family of animals is fucking cool. Ferrets like wolf, wolverines, um, uh, otters. They're all the same family. Ferret and otter, fucking wolverine, and they are the good fighters. They're very resourceful. Uh, their body type is a honey badger. They're all in the same fucking family. Those those, those animals are cool as shit. Those are cool animals. If you ever if you ever uh, reincarnated, like to be a fucking wolverine, that'd be fucking cool. All right, guys. All right, so next one shouldn't take us long on this one. The third topic: safe to combine steroids in the same syringe. Believe it or not, this is a this is one a lot of people don't know. People still asking that. Holy shit. They are. I, and when I tell them you can mix steroids in the same syringe, they're shocked. They're like, really? So, but the advantage of stacking steroids in the same syringe, number one, it cuts down on the number of injections you're doing, but also it reduces your post-injection pain because you're kind of diluting the oils. So it's a really good idea to do that, especially if you're using something like testosterone propionate or, or a hard primo, very high, you know, something with high post-injection pain. And uh, or sustenon, which has a lot of injection pain. If you dilute them with another steroid, then you can really cut down on the pip. So you can do that, guys, and you should be doing it. So it's really good idea to do it. And um, you know, I do it all the time. You want to touch on that, Rick? As long as they're oils, you can combine oils. Water-based steroids are never combined with an oil. We've said this before. Um, the oil is not going to get infected there unless you, you, you your, your injection spot is really dirty. Unless it's really dirty, 
you, your oil is not going to get in, in, infected. Water is easier to get infected, but water dissipates out of the muscle quite quickly, way quicker than the oil does. So when you inject the water, it's, I mean, the water's gone out of that depot in hours and you got the crystalline hormone there uh, ready to go. You know, talk about windstroke shots, testosterone base, things like that. Um, when you use oil, oil stays there for a little while. Now, if you shoot like vitamin B12 or Winstraw, any of these water-based with your oil-based steroids, and now you can find oil-based Winstraw, so nobody should really be using water-based Winstraw anymore with the good oil-based Winstraw that's out there now. But if you have little water droplets that get trapped inside of the oil, that water is supposed to be dissipating really quickly, but you've got it there at body temperature, and you could you could develop an infection there by mixing water and oil. So don't do that. But mixing oils together, no problem, man. It actually causes a cool kind of lava lamp effect inside of the syringe. It's pretty cool looking. Like when you when you're drawing something that's a, a lighter color, and then let's say you draw like some trend that's for color right into it. I mean, it it creates a cool looking little uh, little lava lamp situation when the oils are mixing. I mean, it's. There's no issue at all. You could do that. All right, guys. I, I so. definitely wouldn't mix like vitamin B12 and Winstrol, even though they're both, both water-based. Uh, even Winstrol, you want to warm up on, under warm water so that it doesn't clog your syringe. But there could it could make some of the stuff fall out of solution or clump up in a weird way when you try to mix, you know, different water-based steroids together, different water-based um, things together. Like I wouldn't mix a water-based peptide and a water-based Winstrol or B12 in the same syringe, just not, not a great idea. Now you get into a situation where even if you mix the wrong things, it'll never make it out of the syringe. Crystals will just clump the syringe and you've wasted a whole fucking shot. So that's another concern too with mixing, mixing stuff. So next one we're talking about is which testosterone ester is best for me. So you have different testosterone, the main testosterone esters that are used, sipinate, enanthate, and you have sustenon, which is four esters mixed all together. Uh, pro, you got propionate. And uh, those are the main ones, guys. And then there's some longer esters of testosterone that are out there, but those aren't really used. So those are the main ones. So at the end of the day, you know, it depends on your situation. If you're competing or if you're trying to get, get ready for photo shoots or something like that, you want to be flexible. You want to be flexible. You want to be able to stop taking what you're taking and not have that testosterone in your system giving you that fuller look, right? So that's why you see a lot of competitors, they use the propionate because they like to be flexible. They'll, they'll, they'll be on the propionate. They'll come off of it. Two weeks later, two and a half weeks later, it'll be out of their system. They won't be, they won't have that full look. They won't have any of the bloat. They'll be dry. But if you're running a long ester, a sustenon, which is mostly long esters, you're running enanthate or sepinate and you're comp competing, that's a problem because you'll go into your competition watery and you won't be able to get rid of that water effectively versus just coming off and having it out of your system. So flexibility wise, it's good to use propionate. But if you're a normal gym rat, I would just go with a sepinate or enanthate because it's very smooth injections, very you just inject it once or twice a week. No problem. It re it's really good on a cycle. Sustenon, it's very popular in Britain. It's what they use for TRT over there um, historically. But the problem with sustenon is a post-injection pain. And that's, that's the thing with it. And because it's got such long esters in it, mostly long esters, very small amount of sustenon is propionate. But it's got one intermediate ester and it's got two long esters. So with sustenon, you want to inject it. Really, the way it was designed to be injected for TRT was once every two to three weeks. You inject one cc every two to three weeks. And so if you're on doing a 12-week cycle and you're going to inject once every two or three weeks, doesn't make any sense. You, you see? So you would do basically two or three cc's every two or three weeks. You see what I'm saying? And then after like 12 weeks, you're going to have a lot of it still in your system and it's going to be lasting in your body. Well, it's going to take a long time to reach peak in your body. It could take six, seven weeks to reach peak on your body. So it's not a good option really, unless you're really cruising long-term 
you know, and it's readily available. So I think, you know, that, that's my view on it. If you're competing, you're getting ready for a photo shoot, use, be flexible, use a shorter ester. And then you have testosterone um, suspension, which doesn't have any esters uh, attached to it. And that one is rarely sold. You don't see sources selling it because it's completely useless unless you're a tested athlete. The only situation you ever want to use it is if you're a tested athlete because it's in and out of your system in the same day. There's no ester attached. So you won't get caught for using it. But the post-injection pain with that is brutally awful, brutally awful. So that's something you don't want to mess with. There's unless you're a tested athlete. So those are my thoughts. Give your thoughts, Rick. The best testosterone ester is the one that you can get that's not fake. If you can get real testosterone, if you get human grade testosterone, even better. That's about it. Um, I guess I've said this before on the podcast, go over it again. The natate ester is longer than the prop ester, the propionate. So when the steroid powder is being weighed for, for putting into the compound, well, the weight of the ester is not taken into account. So in propionate, maybe the weight of the ester is it's a, a lot lower percentage of the total weight than it is for a natate. So you're getting more steroid, you're getting more testosterone by weight per injection out of propionate that you get in out of an athlete, definitely more than something like testosterone under cyclinate, which Bayer makes uh, called Nibido, which I've tried a few times, very expensive, but something like 30 something percent, almost 40% of the weight of that shot is just ester that, that enzymes in your body first remove off of the steroid before your body can use it. So that's the only real consideration, man. If, you, if you're an experienced guy and you're trying to get the most bang for the buck, uh, propionate is good. It's just, it's just you, 100 makes of prop have more active testosterone than 100 makes of an addict. And it's, it's enough to make a, a difference if you're doing, you know, 500 a week, 750 a week. You know, it makes a bit of a difference. Besides that, look, if you can get propionate underground or you can get Sipionate human grade or natate human grade and is legit. Go for the human grade legit. Go for the natate. Go for the sipionate. Go for that if you can get a human grade, pay the extra money and it's fine. Even if you get less active testosterone per per shot than you would at a prop. You know, it's just gave you guys some stuff to think about. There you go. The last one is going to be uh, blah, 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 a little bit of, of, of a blast of the past. And Rick, I'm bringing you in on this um, because you used to be kind of um, a sponsor on the forums back in the day. And you remember that we used to have some sponsors selling pro hormones. So tell us a little bit about pro hormones, facts, fiction. Uh, tell us about their ban. Tell us what's still around today with pro hormones. We do get uh, some people asking about pro-hormones here and there. And there are some pro-hormones still being sold out there. They're obviously completely different than the old pro-hormones. But so educate us on this. Well, um, pro-hormones, there are so many of you guys would be, you guys would be surprised and shocked. We got the dions and the dials from all the way back to even some of the methylated solos and stuff like that, that came in the Bolins, all methylated that came in, in the late 2008, nine, all the way until everything, most of everything that was effective got banned in by 2014. And what can we say about these pro hormones? There's still some out there on the market. They're much weaker than all the stuff that got banned. You have some like one for the HEAs and, some of this other stuff. Now it's still stronger than some of the ingredients you get over the counter, but you need quite a bit of it, way more than you need the methylated stuff. I mean, look, uh, uh, of one of these uh, new pro hormones that are available today, you might need a hundred, 200 mix to get the same effect you could have gotten out of, you know, five milligrams of a super draw back when you could buy it over the counter. So 
Are there pro hormones out there that are legal? Some, very few. Are they as effect not as effective as they as they were before the 2014 ban and before the other two uh, slow bans that were before that? A and a lot of the really good pro hormones like superdrol, like epistain, like forchloral, um, some of those are still available in the lists of sources out there. A lot of sources out there still, you can still get super draw from them because uh, the demand was so high and their strength was so comparable to the stuff that was already illegal that once they were they became illegal, they just got added to, to the list of many, many sources out there. Uh, formistane, great, great steroid, formistane is. Epistain, great, great fucking steroid. Formistane, it's like anti-estrogen antibody. I mean, it's a great, great product. Works topically, put it around your nipples, dries you up. I'm pretty much out of mines already. I had a I had a stash, and then um during a move, some of it got got destroyed unwillingly. I just couldn't couldn't salvage it. Um and uh you know uh, forever I will miss formistane. <laughs> so most of the good stuff is gone. Some of the over-the-counter stuff is is can be stronger than than some natural ingredients, but nowadays is not uh it's not what it used to be. Um, but but the good stuff, most of the good stuff, you can still find on the list of many uh, many sources across the land. You just gotta gotta know where to look. Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news for many, but there's still pro, plenty of pro hormones out there. The thing is, they're being put in certain things like SARMs, for example, when they ban pro hormones, we're talking about millions of dollars of pro hormones that were sitting there in warehouses and stock. So what do you think they did with them, Rick? They've started, they literally overnight, the same companies that were selling pro hormones, the next day were selling SARMs. So then what do you think they did? Do you think they just magically got rid of all their pro hormones, millions of dollars worth and just bought up another millions of dollars worth of SARMs? Of course not. So, we get these threads all the time from people who think they're running SARMs and they're getting all these pro-hormone side effects. So put two and two together, it's obvious where the pro-hormones went. You see what I'm saying? So a lot of guys are still running pro-hormones. They just don't know they're running pro-hormones. So at the end of the day. Yeah, know, it's, it's a now. cheaper, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a much cheaper switch out to switch something like GW or, or cauterine or LGD, Osterin, YK11, RAT, you could switch those out for a much cheaper pro-hormones. I mean, there's some pro-hormones on the market that are real, real cheap. Um, Chinese sources have it on their list for like under a thousand bucks, somewhere under 2000 bucks. If you, if you, if you get some of the cheaper stuff, um, some of them were never all that effective to begin with to even have pop popularity to even make it into the legislation some of them were just like also rands meaning one or two companies try to put them out of the market they just weren't all that great so they just didn't have a market over things like epistane formistane superdraw halodraw right they just didn't they didn't match up but they're not quite illegal so i guess if if uh if some of these unscrupulous some sources are importing them and tossing them into uh into products it's a, it's a much, it'll give people some effects, definitely an effect that's not like they're natural, but it won't be that, that, that good refined kind of, kind of uh, side effect free effects that we know from SARMs. Uh, they're, they're using cheaper pro hormones and, and not like the good band pro hormones. Don't, don't think out there that you're going to get halodrol in your, in, instead of rad, you don't think you're, you're out there getting, you know, uh, something like, uh, formistane or for chloral something really good like that don't, don't think you're getting that you get in some of the ulcerants the stuff that could have maybe seen the light of day wasn't all that effective compared to everything else that was out there it was probably too far back in the line in conversions to where you could have a lot of estrogen side effects and it just just never made it to legislature just never made it banned it's not for the sources to uh to put on their list is not worth for supplement companies to say, Hey, take this stuff, even though it converts to estrogen at a 20% or 30% level to a strong estrogen. Like it's just not worth it. Right. But 
man, can you spike some fucking sums for people that don't know what they're looking for with some of that stuff? And they'll, they'll get some effects. I mean, they'll know they're taking something. So it's, 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 it's sad. It's, it's a, it's not a, it's just, it's a terrible, terrible thing going on. And we do, we do get a lot of guys on the forums that ask about other brands out there that they're just running into even stuff that are picking up at some of these supplement stores from behind the counter. That guy doesn't know what the fuck is up. And they're reporting all these side effects that shouldn't, shouldn't come around from, from real legitimate songs. You know what I mean? All right, guys, so that sums it up, guys. We threw a lot of information your way. Um, as usual, I, uh, you know, got, got you guys some good questions here, and you guys keep sending up us our good, some good questions, right? So we're going to keep reading them. We're going to keep answering them. That's what we do. That's what we do. So this is episode that same guy P, The same guy PM, PM'd us. He's a 55-year-old guy, wants us to do uh, an episode all about guys his age. Yes. Yeah, he said he spoke to you. Uh, yeah, we I, I dropped him a link to the one we did for guys uh, who want to take steroids over 50. We'll do another round and we'll, we'll raise the age up a little bit around 60 steroids and performance enhancement for guys early, late 50s, early 60s. Uh, and we'll we'll double, double that one up now that the, the guy, uh, PM, yep. you and I both. And, you know, he's really adamant about it. So let's do it. Let's do it for him. Yeah, guys. We're, and we're here for your, you guys. You know, we're here for, for the fans. We want to thank our sponsors. We want to talk, uh, thank evolution.org, our producers, our directors, uh, for allowing us to bring you guys this information. No other podcast brings you this information. So episode 405, we'll talk to you guys next week. Enjoy. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.